Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. The show's namesake, BJ Shea, is right I, here. I can't get out of this room. I, I thought, I, all right, I'm, I guess I'll do it. I know, you're trapped here. <laughs> and running the boards is Joey Dees. Hello. On today's show, we will review Zack Snyder's Justice League, trying to be as non-spoilery as possible. Oh. Uh, we'll see how that works out. BJ's got a new show to talk about. He's got an older show to talk about that I've actually seen an episode of. What? And I'm kind of actually excited to talk about it with him. What? And, of course, the board game talk. Oh, yes, of course. It's been a while, BJ. We haven't talked board games. Well, you know me. Uh, that means I've probably uh, acquired about 400 new ones since oh, then. Oh, dear. And, of course, we'll get to the geek sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. Get a blogs, podcast, and more. Uh, more. Or just search for BJ Shea's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes to find us. Yeah. Let's start off with the big one. Uh, Zack Snyder's. Justice League dun, dun. dropped what like last week or so on the old HBO Max. Um, you can watch it in all of the four hours of glory. Um, the six parts plus epilogue, by the way, once you get done with the sixth part, there's still like at least 20, 25 more minutes to go. Yeah, I thought <laughs> a couple of times in this movie, it reminded me of Lord of the Rings. I thought, oh, wait, it's not over yet? <laughs> I know. Well, and that was like even like I ended up cramming and watching it last night because I wanted to make sure and be able to talk about it for this. And... Uh, when I got to that, well, first off, I got to like two hours into the movie and I had to stop and go make dinner because of how long it is. And I was like, oh, I've been watching this for a while. And it was like, it's only two hours and I'm only halfway through it. Oh my gosh. But I'm going to say right now that I don't remember Joss Whedon's Justice League, the one that he came in on that everyone saw. Like, I don't remember it at all. So this movie essentially for me was watching a whole new movie because all of the details that I thought were in this one, other than remembering that Steppenwolf was in it, uh, I think were just uh, Dawn of Justice stuff. Like, Superman's already dead because he fought in Dawn of Justice, Batman versus yeah. Superman, and it was because of Do- uh, Doomsday on that one who came at the very end. So it was just one of those things where I was like, I'm not sure what parts I've seen and what parts I haven't seen. So I kind of just went in with it just being like, well, I don't know what to expect now. And I didn't hate it. Which Wow. Well, I mean, there you go. There's a, there's a thing for you. <laughs> I didn't hate it. And we'll start with that because, I mean, yeah, like I didn't hate it. Like, I mean, like literally the first Justice League movie was entirely forgettable. Like, I felt mad having seen it because it seemed just like a mess. Well, look, you, can you really tell the difference between Justice League and Batman v Superman? No. I don't know which is which. Yeah, exactly. And that was the problem. I was like, well, okay, I don't. Yeah, well, so I'll just watch this one. And. To be perfectly honest, I was entertained with this. It was four hours. It was long. There was a couple times, like I said, I had to stop it to go make dinner and go do some other things. Um, But I came back to it, and I wanted to finish this and see it to completion. And part of that was also, sure, it's four hours long, but they were able to make a cohesive story out of the whole thing. Like, I wasn't confused in having to do the, you know, the jump to conclusions a lot of the times. You got to see the reason why Steppenwolf is doing all of the things he did, other than just showing up, grabbing a box, and, you know, getting the hell out of the area. So, overall, I felt that was pretty cool. 
I think a cool thing that you might want to do if you've already seen this is uh, check out IGN's YouTube video. It's only about uh, 11 minutes long, and it's called Justice League Snyder Cut, All Differences from the Theatrical Release. Uh, oh, nice. That to me, because Steppenwolf looks different than he did in the, in, the, in, the, in the Whedon Cut, and just the tone of it. I mean, you forget how red and orangey those battle scenes were and how bright they were compared to the darker you know, tone that obviously that we saw with uh, Snyder, as far as the tone, like really the filter, the filter is just yeah. a lot darker than Whedon's filter was, uh, and it so it, it does. It's a different looking movie. Their costuming looks different. Um, obviously, Cyborg is the big one I, that I totally. Dude, yes. it's all new stuff with him. He was hardly even in the uh, Whedon cut, and I heard. I had heard rumors that 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 the actor and I can't think of the actor's name that that was in the Justice League who played Cyborg that didn't get along well with Whedon and therefore it was kind of like one of the reasons why he was cut so much. Yeah, Ray Fisher, uh, and that was like coming to light recently is Joss Whedon apparently being a giant D on set uh, across all of his projects mm-hmm. and especially with this one. So yeah, Ray Fisher is the actor who played Cyborg and his role is massively expanded him so much that I almost felt towards the end of this, that it was o- almost more of a cyborg movie than yeah. anything else. He was very pivotal in, 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 in making sure things went the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, yeah, you know, yeah, there was a there was a oh yeah, what was that? Oh, I was just gonna say I also thought that uh, uh, Flash Barry's uh, story got fleshed out a little bit more, so he was uh, more than just kind of an awkward, weird comic relief. And that uh, apparently that actress uh, is playing Iris, who we know from the TV show is his wife, Iris West. So oh, that, that so it's kind of like oh, so this is in a Flash movie, we should see more of uh, of of that woman that he saved. And I think I remember reading somewhere that Zack Snyder originally wanted to have a cyborg standalone movie, but that got scrapped with all the shenanigans. No, oh, yeah, I mean, go figure on all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um. You know, I'm not a DC guy, so mm-hmm. I don't have as much love for these characters uh, the way other people do. Uh, though I do love Cyborg. I thought that uh, Ray, I thought Ray Fisher did a really good job playing Cyborg. I love Cyborg's character, uh, so I would love to see more of that um, because I think the Cyborg that I see on Doom Patrol is a little cartoony. I was going to ask, how does he compare to Doom yeah. Patrol? <laughs> yeah, Doom Patrol Cyborg, uh, is, he's, he's whiny. <laughs> I hate to say it. I mean, they're, they're really all is. dysfunctional adults on yeah. that show. Yeah, I, I, but you know this. I mean, and look, they're trying with him. Honestly, I don't know if it's the actor, but uh, and and you know, when you watch Doom Patrol, there are great actors on that show. People that are doing a terrific job. And I did, and I can't think of the actor's name who's playing Cyborg. I feel like he's the weakest. I don't know what it is about him that uh, I feel like he's just the weakest of of the entire cast of Doom Patrol because they're all just knocking it out of the park. Or it could be the writing for his character. I I, I just don't. I mean, I know Cyborg's had a tragic past. Uh, and, and it was sort of, it's, I don't know if it's going to be this, it's, it's a little different in Doom Patrol than what they're showing us, at least in the Justice League uh, Snyder cut. But, um, I just love Ray's performance of Cyborg over what I've seen in Doom Patrol. In Doom Patrol, uh, his name is Jovan Wade. Yeah. And I don't know if that's Jovan's fault or if he's just the other cast members are just really good actors. And Jovan is just, you know, I don't, I haven't seen Jovan in much, so I don't know. He was on um, a couple episodes of Doctor Who. Was he really? He played a character named Riggsy back in 2015 and 2014. Okay. Face the Raven and Flatline. So he's, so, you know, maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's British, you know, and maybe mm. it's, you know, and yeah, sometimes. He's British. So sometimes when Brits try to do an American accent, sometimes 
it's a little problematic. If there was something a little off about him, that makes sense. I'll have to go check out, though, the, and see if I remember him in uh, Doctor Who, because 2015 is a long time ago. Yeah, he was in the one with Capaldi. So oh, I'm seeing okay. a picture of him with Capaldi. All right. I uh, don't know who Riggsy is. I'll have to go check it out. <laughs> yep. Especially was it two episodes, so I wonder if it was a two-parter or something, but... Uh, uh, but anyway, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I love to, uh, we're way off track of the yeah. Snyder's Cut, <laughs> but um, Justice League's uh, Cyborg was my favorite. Did like the Superman uniform, uh, which is from the comics. I don't know yeah. why the black uniform means something, but, well, at least Snyder got to put it into play. Sexy. It looks good. Yeah. <laughs> it looks good. Well, that was the whole thing, too, just watching Henry Cavill come back. And, I mean, you know, he, he gets, you know, obviously, because you, if you've watched the original Justice League, you know that Superman gets resurrected. So he's just standing there with uh, no shirt on and his mm-hmm. uh, his uh, <laughs> pants and uh, uh, no CGI mustache. It's kind of, it looks, it looks better. Uh, overall, like you did, you did talk about the hue. Um, Joe, actually, we were talking about. It, and he's like, remember the whole city was like this weird red hue, and I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. people have to tell me things and be like, oh yeah, that did happen. That's right. Like that's this- why that differences video rev will be really cool to watch because ex- it shows you everything. I'm excited for that. Uh, Joe, how did you feel about the movie? Oh man, I had forgotten how bad this movie was. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. It, it- I, it's funny because after watching the four-hour cut, I really do feel like there could have been a good movie here around Cyborg. Like, they kind of do yeah. this in the... If you remember in the Avengers movie when they first get the test racked and Loki has Hawkeye under his control and you don't know really what it is and he's like, blows up the building with it and kind of goes away. I don't know why we don't get a Cyborg origin story with the boxes about the doctor using the box to take... Or, you know, try to save his kid and then kind of backstory it that way as opposed to... There are these three super boxes that can destroy the world. And then the humans put their box in a hole and hit it in the ground. Like, why, why would we do that? What, what is Wait, going you on? You don't do that with your valuables? Right. It's just... That was the thing. Yeah, this is like the Atlanteans. They build this whole underwater temple. It's completely safe. The Amazonians with theirs, they put it in another, a temple where they have a garden. What do the humans do? Nah, we're just going to build. We're going to dig a hole, throw it, and throw it in Unless the Unless they hole, really wanted to show how stupid off. humans are. Well, well, well. well. I uh, can't argue with that logic. Uh, I imagine that we will do a spectacular a little ways down the road we want everyone to get a chance to get some uh, to watch it uh, some of the fans out there if you want to uh, give us your insights on it as well uh, but overall I do enjoy it and also uh, you want to check out Ryan George's pitch meetings his first pitch meeting ever was that Justice League original Whedon movie. That was the oh, first one he'd ever done three wow. years ago. So to be able to bookend his his growth as the, those pitch meetings, so he does that one, and then he just recently did the Snyder Cut Justice League pitch meeting. So, <laughs> Rev, if you watch those three videos, the, the okay, Differences yeah. video and then, the, and then the Ryan George pitch meetings video on Justice League both, you're going to get a kick out of it. I, I really... Really, really liked it. And it, it, it actually helped me at least understand a little bit because there was a lot going on in that four hours that you could have missed a lot. And some mm-hmm. of these videos that are out there, and there's a lot of videos out there if you want explanations and Easter eggs. Perfect. Love that. Uh, and I will be checking those out. Moving from movies to TV talk, BJ, you've been watching some shows, obviously, because, well, that's what we do. That's um, what I do. But there was a new show you were talking about called Debris. 
Debris. Oh, man. I'm going to tell you this right now. I, I, this may be a big thing to say, Uh-oh. but I am getting an X-Files vibe. I, you know, they tried to give me an X-Files vibe by giving me the X-Files. <laughs> you know, a couple of years ago, <laughs> they did that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, some t- it's tough. You know, the X-Files may have basically gone past. But then how, you know, how do you still create that magic between a team exploring unknown weird stuff? Is it episodic and- like X-Files? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so it's a it's a new show. It's on NBC. It's it's actually Whoa. on a network, um, and it involves basically an alien spacecraft that is damaged that somehow drifted through our solar system, got all the way to Earth, and as it passes us, debris from this destroyed uh, uh, spacecraft is falling to Earth. And, of course, the technology implications are insane. Every country wants this. And so we follow the story of um, basically, you know, a Secret Service agent uh, for the CIA and an MI6 British service agent working together. The countries are supposedly working together to try (laughs) to figure out where this debris is happening. They go to these different landing sites for debris, which causes all sorts of weird phenomenon. And it seems like every time a piece of debris lands from a different part of this alien ship, it causes different weird stuff to happen. And uh, it is fascinating. It's basically like monster of the week, or in this case, weird phenomenon of the week based upon the debris. And there's intrigue, there's human deception and duplicity. And I'm really liking the two characters. You know, it's uh, it's uh, the two characters, which would be uh, Brian and Finola, uh, played by Jonathan Tucker and Rian Steele. Uh, they uh, they're really got a good chemistry together, and um, it's a good show. I'm enjoying it, and uh, I haven't watched all the episodes because I sort of have gotten into this late. I think they've got four or five episodes out already. They have four episodes. Uh, actually, no. As of today, as of the uh, twenty, uh, yeah, the twenty. You can do this. I think. Yeah. You can do this. What day is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, know. yeah. As of today, the 29th, the fifth episode is out, and it looks like they only are running six episodes. What? Yeah. They're only going to give me six? It seems like it's going to be a limited series unless uh, the wiki hasn't been uh, updated yet. Well, you know, that seems to be what's going on because there's another show that's out there that I saw is only going to get six episodes, which I thought was surprising. And and maybe it'll come to me or when we talk about it, I'm pretty sure we're going to be talking about it. Um, Maybe that's just what these these people are doing now, like networks. And they want to just take a shot and not make a giant commitment. Or COVID could also have something to do with it. I think, yeah, I think the COVID thing is the biggest problem with this because it was they've had to stop and start uh, uh, taping for this show as well. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense because I see on uh, uh, IMDb says mm-hmm. it's, it's got thirteen episodes. Oh, okay, yeah, and it okay, looks okay. like uh, the thir- like uh, episode seven. So if we have six already, episode seven would be April of twenty twenty one. So I think they're doing like a break uh, and okay. doing a few more later. Okay, okay, that makes a li- little bit more sense on it's that. It's a good show. I, I, you know, I'm. I'm gun shy because NBC has taken shows off the air that said, hey, please follow along and do it. Uh, and I, th- I think at one point M- NBC and Sci-Fi were the same company. And it, so I used to have such an upset for them. I maybe Universal, <laughs> like, come on with you because they took away a lot of shows like Alphas is the one that I remember. Like, are you kidding oh, me? Yeah. I was invested in this. And so uh, but the debris, the debris it, it gives me an X-Files vibe. It really, really does. Uh, even though the characters are very different than Scully and Mulder. There's still this vibe uh, of that and what they have to do and to to try to, uh, except no one's denying this phenomena exists. You know, Scully and Mulder, everyone denied it. 
This one here, everyone knows there's debris. Well, everyone in the world of Secret Service and all that, obviously the regular public are not supposed to know. So it's an interesting flip, whereas Scully and Mulder aren't the crackpots, including basically, you know, uh, Scully basically <laughs> telling Mulder he's a crackpot during the yeah, entire... Right. These two know this is going on. The people they're working with know that this is all going on. And so it's it's weird phenomena we're discovering where at least it's legitimized to the people who are discovering it. And... Um, I like it a lot. It's called Debris. It's on NBC. And I know that, BJ, we're keeping up with uh, aliens and talking about that. You have brought up previously uh, uh, Resident Alien. Oh, gosh, yes. And so I decided, I'm like, okay, I want to watch this. And then I couldn't figure out where it was. And then I downloaded the Peacock app, and boom, it was right there. So I'm like... Oh. All right, let's see what it is. So uh, the wife and I watched the first episode, and you gave it a glowing review back when you uh, reviewed it in uh, February. Yes. And you know what? I love it. Like, the first the first episode's the only one I've seen so far. Uh, we're going to be uh, catching back up with it at this point in time. But it's really good. It's a story about an alien who crash lands on Earth and kind of has to uh, make sure. And now it, there he's in Colorado, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. So it's in Colorado in the winter. It's a little kind of goofy. But it's I didn't realize, first off, that it would be... Uh, as foul mouthed as it was, yes. <laughs> uh, like I did, I just didn't expect like it to be like you know a little profane and then also a little murdery. Like it's, yes, it's for a show like this, and it's on Sci-Fi as well, and you can watch it on Peacock, which is where I'm watching it. Uh, maybe I didn't expect like kind of like the the CSI aspect of it, but I mean he's playing he's he's an alien playing a doctor, so as his form because he ended up killing the doctor uh, and taking up and basically they're like, well, we need a doctor because we don't have a doctor. So you get to be the doctor now and he performs an autopsy and he's like, oh yeah, this is no problem. Here's some guts. And we're just sitting there eating dinner, watching them do an autopsy and pull out the guts and play with the brain and all this sort of stuff. It's, it's hilarious, but it's also, I didn't expect it to be more of a, of a a comedy drama as opposed to, I thought it was just going to be like a half hour comedy. And uh, I thought so as I thought so as well, Rev. Uh, this show is very well done. I, you know, there th- this this show has taken me to places I did not expect it to take me. This turns out to be a show that really takes a look at the human condition, which is you know at first we think it's a fish out of water story, which of course is the aliens got to try to blend in totally, and then they go down the roads. You and you're going to enjoy. The different roads it goes down, because uh, as of where I'm at, uh, there's two episodes left uh, as of where I'm at. The episode that I watched was a pretty powerful episode, the the, the last one that I've seen, though I know that there's another one that's been released, but uh, we won't talk about that one. And I I won't spoil this for you either, since you're about to binge watch. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Um, But it's uh, it's a very powerful episode, and this is, it's, it's an interesting thing. When it taught, basically, it's, it explores what happens when you're around a bunch of people. Does that have an effect on you? And the alien definitely is around us, and the alien has a mission, and he's also around us. And how does that affect him in carrying out his mission? Um, it, it is, it, it, and Alan Tudyk is brilliant because he's so, he's funny. so awkward, <laughs> but he's awkward the way an alien would be awkward, mm-hmm. and he's. 
um, he's got a superiority complex because, well, his 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 race is definitely far more advanced than humans. And at the same time, <laughs> he'll let you know <laughs> he runs into situations though where he really is a dumbass, and humans will tell him you're a dumbass, and he gets so pissed about it. Um, and I I really think it's very very well done, and I, I love all the actors. There's some people who I've never seen before who I've really enjoyed their work. Uh, Astra, uh, who's um, basically the assistant in the uh, mm-hmm. in his doctor's office, she is terrific. Yeah. Um, and the woman that tends bar, I'm forgetting everybody's name. Because oh, Darcy, Darcy is uh, Allison Wetterland, who I have seen uh, do stuff before. Darcy's uh, Alice is great as Darcy, and everyone is really good. I mean, there's just. Yeah. It's a fun show, and it gets deep, and it gets warm. It's like it's a heartwarming show, oh, and good. I, I mean, I'm Rev, glad. you're going to see this go in directions. Just uh, I will tell you this: there is a a little kid that you're going to get a kick out of. There's a little kid if you haven't met the little kid yet. Is it the little kid in the first episode? Yes. Okay. And yeah. 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 And I wasn't Who, uh, sure how much yeah. you've seen. Yeah. Yeah. But that little kid is awesome. <laughs> that little that little kid is uh, just reminds me of me when I was a little kid. Oh, so any, oh no. any little geeky kid I love. Uh, <laughs> that little kid is awesome. And let me just tell you, it gets more awesome. It, I mean, that kid and his whole situation gets even more awesome. That and, is great. Yeah. Uh, it's called Resident Alien, and like Rev said, you can get it on Peacock. You probably can get it on demand if you have cable as well because it's on sci-fi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, just I think a couple, one to two episodes left, and then. But it did get resu- renewed for season two. So oh, perfect. Very excited about that. I'm excited as well. And BJ, uh, before we get to the geek sheet, let's get in with a board game review. I promised one, and I know that you've been playing oh. a billion board games, but we have time for one. Well, you know what? Uh, maybe if we have time uh, in a future show, we'll talk about this other one, because there's two games I wanted to talk about. But the one that I really wanted to bring up is still on Kickstarter, so I felt oh, like okay, yeah. I should bring it up. Uh, this is uh, this is a board game called Stellaris Infinite Legacy. This game has had so much controversy in Uh-oh. the board game community, and I'll tell you why. I think it's because this is a video game that a company's decided to turn into a board game. Uh, Stellaris, the video game, is a 4X space adventure that is massively successful. Rev, the, on the first day, I think these guys raised a million dollars on Kickstarter. Oh my God, I'm looking at the Kickstarter right now, and as of this recording, it's up to $2.3 million. Oh, they're going to be able to do everything wow. they want to do. Now, people, now I have to tell you, I've already gone on Board Game Geek. Board Game Geek is giving this a 5.8, which How? I Oh, it's not re- even out yet. Yeah, I don't understand this because I've told people this reminds me of Gloomhaven with the way they're going to tell a story and basically have this legacy adventure where the game will change depending upon the decisions you make. And um, it, it's pretty wild. You'll get to play an alien race. And like Gloomhaven, where you got to play a character, eventually you're going to retire that character. Mm-hmm. Same thing for the alien race that you play. And the alien races are customizable. You can really make your own race as if you're you know, designing a character for an RPG situation. But it also has a lot of that 4X-y kind of stuff with these cool hexes that look like they're going to be puzzle pieces connected, technology building, your tech your, your tech is insane, and so many different things that will change the game. And yet, for some reason, people are just giving this game some hate. And I don't know how you can because they're not showing us a whole lot yet. And maybe that's one of the reasons why people are upset. Like, we haven't seen videos, we haven't seen this, whatever. But, I mean, the legacy of Stellaris is that the video game itself is terrific. And what I've seen looks really amazing, including how the story is going to be told. 
I'm very excited for this, including the way that the game is stored. You can drop in, you can drop out. When you retire your race, the race will come back, though, and still have an effect in the game, even though you're not playing it anymore because you're playing a new race. Um, It seems to be like a dream come true for people that loved Gloomhaven, but if you love space. Um, You know, it's not going to be completely like Gloomhaven, but the aspects that people loved about Gloomhaven, I feel like are being thrown in this game. So I... I don't know why it's only getting a 5.8 because I don't know much about it. I don't know how anybody can know anything about it, but the video game is well-received. And if they can translate the video game at all in any way to a board game, I don't know why you don't give this a chance, but it doesn't matter. Us board gamers, it doesn't matter. The video gamers have already fueled this to $2 million of bat. It's all video gamers that are really supporting the hell out of this. Yeah, I guess so. So uh, yeah, keep an eye on that one. I'd love to hear it once you, uh, once you do get it, once it gets done and see where that goes. So, yeah, and Academy Games, the the people that are making it, they're yeah. they've made good board games. They, you know, they, they a lot of us board gamers may not know a lot about them because they have a niche that they have been involved with, but they're doing their best. I I I am excited, Rev. And yeah, as soon as I uh, you know, as soon as I get it, it'll be April of next year is when I'm going to get it, though. Unfortunately. Oh wow, but, yeah. Well, be, I mean, uh, as of <laughs> as of this recording, you have about a week. Monday, April. 5th is uh, when the fi- uh, the final day will be for that Kickstarter. So go check that out and figure out what's going on with that. See if it's something you want to get. But now it is time to get to the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what's going on? I have some controversy uh, that I want to spew. Uh-oh. Who do you guys think is the most valuable Avenger? Ooh. And I'm talking about movies, MCU, and it could be ones that are with us, not with us. But the most valuable Avenger. Because someone, like Marvel Comics fans, the you know Facebook page, posted this meme picture making, like, proving why one specific Avenger is <laughs> the most valuable one to have on your team and why he needs to be on the team always. I've seen this meme, but I'm going to say that I feel that a lot of people would want to think Tony Stark is the most valuable Avenger since he's done everything with all of his tech. Mm -hmm. But I would argue that he is the most destructive Avenger because the entire Infinity Saga basically happened because of him. Mm. Like, all the bad guys, everything, all the tech, all the heroes coming out to fruition, like, all of this stuff started because he became Iron Man and said, I am Iron Man. Okay. So I feel it's his fault that we have all of it, so he cannot be the most valuable because he's the most destructive. Right. I think you could argue Black Widow. Oh, Without why? Without her, we don't have the stones needed. You're sure. right, because of her sacrifice, you got the soul stone after uh, for Endgame. I love you yep. guys are actually taking this and thinking it through, because the reason why this Avenger was picked as the most valuable Avenger is really silly. Joe, What's that? Do you have one before I go in? I would probably just go with Thor. He seems like the most powerful. Or Doctor Strange. I guess he wields an Infinity Stone. Right? I mean, he wields the Time Stone. is very important. He was the one that looked through all of the different possibilities and found the single one. And I guess... Yep. Technically, Loki only finds a Tesseract on accident, right? When he comes to Earth. No, he was he, given it. He was given it by Thanos. Oh, okay. Yeah, so with Thanos the scepter. Had it, yeah. So, yeah. Or, yeah, he stored it away or whatever yeah. with that. Yeah. So, the, uh, the most valuable Avenger, according to this meme, is actually Hawkeye. Wait. Why? What? Hawkeye. 
Hawkeye was with Loki <laughs> on the helicarrier, and Loki won. Oh, Hawkeye wasn't the with the Avengers in the New York battle, and the Avengers won. That's true. Yeah, Hawkeye was with the Avengers in Avengers Two, and Avengers won. All right. Hawkeye was with Captain America in Civil War, and Captain won. Okay. Hawkeye was not there in Avengers Infinity War, and Avengers lost. True. Well, that's an interesting point. And Hawkeye <laughs> was with the Avengers in Endgame, and Avengers won. All right. <laughs> there most, we go. Most valuable player. <laughs> right, right. I mean, the meme's perfect with that, but yeah, I mean, he was the guy with Loki that got, I mean, immediately it's like, hey, I'm Hawkeye. Boom. You're a bad guy now for the rest of the movie. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that. At least they gave him more of an expanded role as it was going on. Right. And made him less <laughs> annoying. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, do I have time for one more? One more, yeah. Uh, so good news, bad news, I guess, or I guess for our BJ, I'm going to guess BJ's not going to care. Okay. All right. <laughs> but I've been wanting to see this movie because it was very anticipated. Like It was supposed to be good. It kind of kept getting delayed and then it came out and everyone's like, no. Oh. And this is the new mutants. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the one with Arya Stark in it, mm-hmm. Maisie Williams, and, um, the, older and the Queen's Gambit. Yeah. yeah. The older Anya. brother from uh, Stranger Things. Oh, that's yeah. right. Everyone hated it. Yeah, but uh, like, I'm like, okay, well, let me watch it. I'm curious. I'm not much of a horror movie fan, but I do love these characters, and I want to see how they did. Um, apparently, it's finally coming to a streaming service because you couldn't really watch it anywhere. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Right, and so you would think, you know, this is Mutants, probably FX, or maybe Hulu, or maybe, you know, Disney Plus, because, you know, they can own that now. But it's yeah. actually revealed that uh, HBO Max is adding it to its full lineup on in oh, April. Oh, wow. So if you are wanting to see this, yeah. Oh, boy, then it must not be. You know, I watched the pitch <laughs> meeting for it, Ryan George's pitch <laughs> meeting. I watched that and feel like I've seen enough. Fair enough. But it's coming on April 10th, if you guys are still curious. Like I, I'm curious. I never as much of an X Men fan as I am. I have the X Men logo tattooed on me. That sort of thing. Like diehard X Men fan. I did not bother watching the last X Men movie. Oh, the uh, I Dark haven't Phoenix. either. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the first ten minutes on the flight, and then I watched the last fifteen minutes on on the flight, and I felt much like uh, much like BJ with the uh, pitch meetings. I got I got the gist of it, and yeah. I just didn't necessarily need to see anymore. Right, we're just gonna pretend that one doesn't exist. Yeah. I actually have it on one of my free services, ready to go. <laughs> like you know, it's it's in my list, my queue. It's like if and you have I haven't to get, watched it. It's like if you have surgery and you're all drugged up or something, like maybe you'll watch it then. Maybe. Maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not really necessarily one of those ones that, well, here's the thing. I can't say never because at some point I'm going to be at home. I'm going to be bored. It yeah. might be, you know, 10 o'clock at night mm-hmm. and I'm just maybe a little inebriated and I need something to watch and I'll be like, Sure, let's see how far I can get into this. I kind of hope it's like the Venom movie situation where people are kind of trashing it. It wasn't that great, but then you watch it, you're like, okay, it's not the greatest movie ever, but it's better than what everyone else was saying, and that's what I've heard one person say about this movie. Uh, really? We'll make oh. two people. I like the Venom movie. No, I meant for New Mutants. No. I think oh, our buddy Caesar no. reached out, and he's like, it's I, not uh, as bad. Okay. I haven't heard anybody think. make the same Venom comparisons <laughs> like, you know, that's, that's what I'm wondering if Mutants. it is. Well, I've only uh, had one person uh, say it wasn't as bad as everyone else said. Well, if you've okay. only asked one person, then that's 100%, so that works, right? Right. I'll well, let you try. Let me know what you guys think if you did see it. And until next time, stay nerdy.